I think that is, I've had like a series of little things like that where I go, it's a short-term identity. And, and, and what's key for me is it doesn't have to be the rest of my life identity. And that's where I think a lot of us get stuck is we go, you know, maybe if we're leaving a job or we're leaving a relationship or in my case, you know, uh, empty nest situation, we go, well, I've got to figure out the whole rest of my life right now. Like it's, I'm going to have one purpose for the rest of my life and I got to figure it out now. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves that it becomes debilitating and you don't even know where to start. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, Be It listener. What's up? Oh my gosh. Like, can't even believe how fast time is flying and how old this little podcast is. And it's not even little anymore. It's growing because of you. And I'm just so grateful that you're here. Welcome back. Uh, we have an interview for you today. We have Thor Chalgren. And I mean, I love this person. I, he's so sweet and special. And I can't wait for you to listen to it because what he says is stuff that is in all of our minds. Like, I, I think that we're all having conversations with ourselves that no one knows anything about. And his, his way of looking at it, I, I know is going to shift your perspective and shift the conversation you have. And, um, it's really special. Um, he is definitely the embodiment of being it till you see it. And also I can't wait for you to hear a lot of his talk about permission. And I say that because I think a lot of you believe that everyone can be it till they see it. And I think you do about you and then you go to do it. And then, and then you, and then you don't give yourself that permission. And so anyways, there's a special thing at the end for you to learn more about permission and have some extra slips of that for yourself, but take some notes. This is a fun conversation. And for my parents out there, I really think you're going to love this person so much and what he's working on for empty nesters and everyone is really fun. So please make sure you follow him on Instagram at Thor Chalgren and check out his, um, uh, link that he's, uh, so kindly giving to everyone. It's at the end. Uh, so you'll have to get all the way there, but I, it's going to go by. You're going to love it. I think you're going to be like high-fiving yourself along the way and going, yes, I feel that same way too. And if that's how you are with these podcasts, if you feel like you're having a conversation with the guest or myself, you know, you can let us know. <laughs> Because it's so fun for people like Thor and myself, um, he also has a podcast, to hear what comes up for you and how you um, use these tips, use the talk, use, even if it just makes you go, oh yeah, that's me, and helps you not feel like, because you're, you're not alone, right? We're all feeling the same way. So uh, we love it because it really does let us know like how what we're doing is helping you. And that's why we do this. We only we, trust me. I don't like the sound of my voice. So I definitely do this for you. Um, okay. So I'm going to stop yammering on because I want you to hear Thor's amazingness after this brief message. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30 minute Pilates workout. 
go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right, be it till you see it, peeps. I'm really excited. We have Thor Chalgren here, and we were connected. I'm not even sure. We'll find out in a second. I don't know if he reached out to me or if somebody connected us. We're in a mastermind uh, group together, and we got on a call, and there's so much alignment. Um, He doesn't believe in perfection. He totally believes in permission, and he also likes to write with a pen, which I want to do. I want to be someone who can write with a pen. I am left-handed, and I can't read my own handwriting. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I am really excited because you guys are going to listen. Um, you're going to hear so many amazing tips and steps. And also for my parents in the listener room, I want you to totally hear his story because I think he kind of stepped into what he's doing now because of uh, taking a kid off to college. So I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil alert this anymore. I'm going to let Thor tell it all. Thor, thank you for being here. Can you tell everyone who you are, where you're from and what you're rocking right now? Hey, yeah, thank you, Leslie. It's great to be with you and your audience today. Um, my name is Thor Chalgren. I am in the Southern California area. I've lived here most of my life, raised uh, my daughter in this uh, area, and now she's often doing amazing stuff in the world. And it was that experience a couple of years ago that led me to sort of move in this direction because I, I saw what I experienced as a a stay-at-home parent, essentially, and I, I knew what I felt, and I thought, I can't be the only person that has a hard time dealing with this, and so that kind of led me on the path I'm on now. Yeah, so um, so I want to dive into taking your daughter off to college, but what what did, like, so you take her off to college, and she's like, bye, I'm out living my best life, <laughs> and you're like, what do I do now? So what, what do you do now? <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because like the first thing that that I I had no idea this was going to happen this way, which is sounds silly to say it, but we were expecting that we were going to have a a whole other day with her. And I remember we were sitting in the student union one afternoon and I had gone off to the bathroom. I come back and she's like, well, I'm going to say goodbye now. And I'm like, wait, what? No, like we're going to go to dinner tonight and we're going to have all this time together. And so it it just like the the sadness like almost right away like that letting go and so that was kind of my first lesson was you may when these things happen you can't expect when they're going to happen and so you just have to accept that they will and then start to move on and my my moving on process wasn't very elegant at first like i was super like for the next hour i was like the lowest i've ever been in my life like just so much just sadness and, and, you know, I mean, it sounds silly to say it, but feeling of loss, like, cause yeah. like that was my identity of being that parent who was like, I was the soccer coach. I started her girl scout troop. I was the cheer booster president. So like all the activities and things she did, I was there to support her. So when she went off, I'm like, well, who am I now? Yeah. Like what's your purpose? Like, and without purpose, that's like, yeah. Right. Because, and that's, well, as I say, like they have discovered, right? Like it's not happiness. We're all searching for its purpose. Um, and, and when you, that loss, that's a big loss. That's like, if anyone's listening, it's like the same, if you don't have kids, cause I mean, I don't, but like, it's like losing your job almost because like 
that was what gave you clarity around structure around your day. And like, okay, this is a goal I'm working on because of that. Is it am I right? Am I on the right track? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's all that identity too. Like think about like the, any time that you've ever had a big change in your life, like maybe you worked in a job and then you get laid off or you change the job. And the next time you meet someone and they go, oh, like, what do you do? Instinctively, you want to say that thing you used to be. And then you catch yourself and you go, oh, wait, I'm not that anymore. And then it starts this loop of like, well, then who am I? Yeah. So I think that idea of identity is so important that like you have to be congruent about who you are before you can go out into the world. And that's why I think like the whole be it before you see it idea is so important because you have to be aware of who am I being? And, and that's, and that starts sometimes with who was I and now who am I? Yeah. So what did you do? So you're that very, (laughs) you're in the very sad hour and then like the next step. So how did you figure out who you could be until that happened? Because I mean, that's like starting from scratch. And I think a lot of people have like, maybe our listeners are there, but have been there and it's like, okay, well, all just, you're going to be there again. Like we're all going to have these shifts and changes and these role changes that are planned or unexpected. And so what did you do next? Well, in a word, celebrate. (gasps) And and I, I say that because I'm kidding, but in a sense, not. So we're on this bus going back to, this is in Washington, D.C., and my wife can see like I'm so down and she's like, you know what, let's let's go to there was this bar in DuPont Circle that I'd seen. It was like an Irish pub or something like that. And she said, oh, you, you were interested in that place. Let's go there, have a drink and we'll start to change our energy. And so, Leslie, that moment was so key because it was like sitting down having a drink, not that you have to drink, but changing your state (laughs) from where you were to where you are now, and then starting to think about what our life could be like and starting that dreaming. And I think that was the key was, you know, I mean, there, yeah, there would be hard days to come, but starting that energy of celebrating. And I, I think, you know, you said shift, it is a shift of your energy because if my energy is in that, like, depressed, sad, woe is me. This is the best thing I'll ever do in my life energy. I'm not going to be able to be available to connect with any of the great things that could be out there for me. So that, that first step for us was celebrating. It was going, well, what could we do now? Like, I start to think about all the great things you could have. 100%. And I, when you said celebrate, I, y'all, I swear, I don't script these things before they happen. It's not impossible. I don't even have the time, but, um, I say so much about human behavior and like, how do we create routines and change our mindset and celebration literally kicks off dopamine. So it changes your state. And so, because yep. it's, you don't need the drink, you can actually just dance around. You can actually like, you know, high five someone. You can actually look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm freaking awesome. But celebrating shifts that energy and it puts you in a state that could see what was possible because you moved into a happier space. And so, um, and I, you mentioned earlier, like it wasn't, um, elegant and I, I just don't think it ever, (laughs) I don't think, I don't think anything's elegant. Even those beautiful weddings that people think, Oh my God, look how beautiful and elegant it is. There's a lot of hot mess happening in the back of the, in the back. You're not seeing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. And I think anyone who'd seen me 
Like even that night, um, even after we celebrated, and this is the point, I think like give yourself grace that it's not going to be perfect. That night I go back and, and I'm sitting in the bed in our hotel room and I just start crying and I can't stop. Like, yeah. it, and, and I'm not a sad person by any means, but I think you give yourself that grace and let the feelings come out, but know that you are starting the process of moving on to that energy of what's next for you. Yeah. So when you got home and you're like, I can't be the only person who's feeling this way. How did you turn that into something that you do with purpose? Like what did that end up looking like for you? Yeah. I mean, I I would say the first step is you have to be okay with maybe I can do something even better than that. And that is a huge, for me, that was a big struggle because most parents, you know, it's drummed into us in society that like, oh, the best thing you'll ever do is be a parent. And maybe that's true. But what does that say if that is true? Like, if you go, you know, I've got 30 years of my life left. And and if I truly believe that the best thing I ever did is in the past, what kind of way to live life is that? So for me, it, it I started to think about permission. I had to give myself permission first to do something greater than just be her father. Yeah. So I gosh, like, I, because I work with so mostly I work with women. Um, but, uh, there's a whole, there's a whole, like, well, I, I, this is my everything. And it's like, okay, I don't ever want to take your everything away from you. But having been a kid who left college at 18 and never went back home, <laughs> can I just suggest that we have another thing <laughs> that we do? And so, but I love that word permission. And so, um, how did you come up with that word and for yourself and like, how, what has that led you do since you've been giving yourself that do you, like, is it one time and then it's over? Or do you need to give yourself permission more often than that? It's all the time, Leslie, it's all the time. Meaning, you know, We have, you know, you talked about the way the brain works in our subconscious. We have all sorts of things that are swirling around in there that are reasons why we can or can't do something. And we may not even be aware of them until we consciously choose to explore them. And so for me, it's a constant process of you know, my, my routine is many times in the morning, I'll be journaling and I'll explore with certain questions, what I think about something. And sometimes it, it's nothing, you know, I don't get anything, but then there's other times where like an answer will come to me that I'll be like, Oh, wow. Like, where did that come from? Like, uh, you know, I might ask a question like, who doesn't think I can do this? And I'll, I'll come up with like, well, my wife doesn't, or, Mm -hmm my, my late mother wouldn't. And then you explore that and you start to go, Oh, like, why is that? And then, and then in that process, you start to uncover it, those sort of hidden beliefs. And when you bring them out into the open, now you're letting yourself have permission to let them go. And and that changes your energy. That is interesting. So do you find when people, when you did that, like, did you find that was a story you were telling yourself that those people didn't think you could, or is it, was it real or was it, it may just be personal on the person? And, you know, I think it's, it's a little of both. I would find that, you know, I would look back and say, well, who doesn't think I could do this? And one of the questions I would ask is, 
if I don't succeed at this, the reason will be, and then fill in the blank. And, and so I'd, I'd ask myself, and, you, and you've got to be really honest with yourself and go, if I don't succeed at this, what'll be the reason? And I go like, all right, well, in the past, I tried these things. Like I had <laughs> 20 years ago, I had an audio product where I, where I went out and interviewed people and created little cassette tapes. And that was my business. Like I did the whole thing. And this is before, you know, podcasts oh or God, the internet or anything. Podcasting before podcasting. I know. And, and yet it didn't succeed because I was trying to do everything myself. And it, it, I mean, if I'd given it more time, but that's an example for me of something where I didn't succeed. And so by exploring that and my feelings that I still have about that, I could more easily let go of those so that I'm giving myself permission that, yes, I know that happened in the past. And I know that I have unresolved things. And I don't need to explore it like in a therapy situation. Like I don't need to know why I just need to know it exists. And now I'm choosing consciously to let go of that energy. I really like that because I do think that so many people stop themselves from doing something new because of something in the past, but they don't actually explore what that thing was and like, look at it like a 30,000 foot view, like non-personal view, like more as a fact, more as like an experiment, you know, and I, and I know that I definitely was like that. And and only until owning my own business and realizing that, you know, if you look at it as like an experiment and not like it's personal, it makes it really easy for you to go, okay, I just need to dial the knob and turn the volume up here and turn the volume down here, as opposed to no one liked it. It's because no one likes me and I'm terrible. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what you said is super critical that you be able to step back and just look at yourself and not have judgment about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest thing for all of us because we all, we all want to be great. We want to do great things. And so that passion drives us, but it can also be our undoing in the sense that it, it creates blind spots. So to be able to step outside of yourself and go, well, why does Thor think that? And I know that's silly to say it, but like, think of yourself as stepping outside of yourself and ask those questions and then go and, and not, you know, what else you said I I loved is the idea of not giving something any more meaning than it deserves. Cause we say something means something, but does it really like it only is the meaning we give it. So if we choose not to, like, if I look back at that situation in the past and go, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it the meaning of Thor's a failure because that didn't happen. You know, I'm just going to be like, okay, it happened. And, and what can I learn from it and how can I move on? Right. Like it's just another thing you, um, you said something that I, uh, liked where you talked about Thor feels like blah, blah, blah. Why is that? So many people have advice for someone else in their same situation, but not for themselves. And I think by doing what you just did, which is like, saying it out loud as if it's not you, it's just someone else. It really does allow you to take all the information you already know, like everyone listening, you all have the answers inside of you. You already know how to be it till you see it. You're telling yourself you don't know. You're telling yourself you can't because of X, Y, and Z. But if you, if you step outside yourself and you look at it as someone else's life, I bet you would have all the advice to tell them what to do. So I'm wondering, like, as you've gone through this and you've been giving yourself this permission and what has 
Like, what has that allowed you to do? Because how many, how long has she been in college? Is she graduating this year? Is she second year? She's in her she's in her final year. Oh my gosh! Okay, so in these four years of giving yourself yep. permission to create something greater, um, what have you been able to play with? What have you been creating? One of the things that I did was I started exploring that that idea of identity, and I, I mentioned before that. You know, people would say, I, I met people and they'd say, well, you know, hey, what do you do? And, and I, I would stop myself because I couldn't say I'm a stay at home parent anymore. <laughs> so then I'm like, what do I do? And so I started thinking about like what we say about ourselves and what that led me to was I think until you know what your greater purpose is, it's OK to have like a mini purpose, a, a short term purpose where you go, and this is like one I'm doing right now, is I decided for these next couple of months, I'm going to host a series of dinner parties where I'm going to learn how to cook some amazing dish, you know, like go to like a Julia Child's cookbook or something like that. And I'm going to invite over some people and we're going to have a, an elegant dinner party so that I would be able to, the way that I think of it is now I could say, if I met someone, I could say, well, I'm a, I'm a gourmet cook. Because that was something that, like we always said about my mom, my, my family was, she was an amazing cook. And so if you ever looked at her, you'd say, oh, she's a gourmet cook. So I think that is, I've had like a series of little things like that where I go, it's a short-term identity. And, and, and what's key for me is it doesn't have to be the rest of my life identity. And that's where I think a lot of us get stuck is we go, you know, maybe if we're leaving a job or we're leaving a relationship or in my case, you know, uh, empty nest situation, we go, well, I've got to figure out the whole rest of my life right now. Like it's, I'm going to have one purpose for the rest of my life and I got to figure it out now. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves that it becomes debilitating and you don't even know where to start. So I, I think like if I'm you obsessed start with, with two months. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this because we would never, right. I mean, like as, um, I don't know if I was one of the last groups were like, like, you have to know what you want to do. And I think kids today, they're like major and whatever. Cause it's probably not going to be around when you're adults and working, but like, we would never tell a kid anymore, like whatever you major in, that's it. You better pick the best major. Cause you can never change. We would never do that. But for whatever reason, at some point we get older, we're like, well, I got to figure out my next thing. Cause it's going to be the only thing. And there's so much pressure. And I love that. That mini purpose allows you to explore. It allows you to take messy action. Cause it's okay if it's wrong. Cause it's just a mini it's a two, you said two months. I think that's, I think that's fun. I like that it's more than 30 days because I think you need to, I think something has to percolate a little longer so you can ex, like see what kind of comes up in different seasons, but that's fun. I mean, what a way to be it till you see it. You could just, I'm just going to be it for two months. I'm just gonna. <laughs> and you take the pressure off because, and, and what I, um, I sort of the rules that I set for myself were that it had to be fun. So it can't be like, uh, I'm going to clean out my garage in the next two months, or I'm going to paint the house. It's got to be something fun or something that energizes you. Um, one of the ones that I did that was just sort of fun for me was I remembered like growing up, we had like Legos and, and back in those days, like Legos were just, you didn't have a kit with whatever you build. It was just all sorts of blocks. Yeah. yeah. So I thought oh, it would be fun to like get a Lego kit and build a Lego kit and just have that be something that I do over, you know, in my spare time over a couple months. I mean, there those kits now have like thousand pieces. Like that could it's take insane. you, you could literally, oh, I'm a, I, I create Legos 
sets. It's like, yeah, I, I like that you, um, you're solved with identity. Cause I do think that people need to have something to practice to say. And so it is, um, because it's not like you can say I'm a retired stay at home parent. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but I, but I hear that all the time because, um, sometimes I hear in a different way. Like I don't want to just be enter mm. the job that they have. And, um, I remember, you know, I was up only a Pilates instructor for a long time. I worked for myself, but I also worked for another company. So I'd say I'm a Pilates instructor, which is also very interesting. People are like, what is that? Like, oh, I've heard about it, but what do you, what do you do? And now, you know, that doesn't even encompass everything that I do. <laughs> like I couldn't. So I also, I can't list off everything that I do. Cause that's weird. So I had to like, kind of make up <laughs> like what it is that I say. And it did take some time. And like, what would you say to someone who's like, maybe they're on their way to changing what they are, but maybe they can't say that yet, or they don't feel comfortable. How did you get comfortable saying something different? Did you practice it? Did you put yourself in situations to say it? What was it? Yeah, I think it's, it's a great question. And I, I think the answer is that it evolves and I'm constantly finding new tools that help me. The first was examining in the moment, like again, stepping outside of Thor and going, oh, you know, when they, when you answer that question, you didn't feel good about the answer, did you? Or you felt self-conscious about the answer. And then to explore that, like, why is that? And, and start to, to ask those questions that maybe aren't totally comfortable, but the answers are, are where you're going to grow because they're going to help you understand where can you push against the things where you're uncomfortable. Um, do you, do you I, write I, that down, that conversation? Or do you have it in your head? Because we have, I know that there's perfectionists listening here, recovering perfectionists going to want to know how you do this. Do you write it down? Or do you have the conversation with yourself? You know what? It's, I, I'll, I'll attribute this to Julia Cameron who wrote, um, the morning. Um, oh, artist way morning pages. Artist way. Yeah. Well, the morning pages. That is the best thing. And, and I'll say the reason why, and this is the part that is super critical is she'll say, cause I remember I struggled with this in the beginning. She'll be like, you have to write three pages and they have to be by hand. And I'm like, no, I want to type it. I'm faster. I'll get more out. And so, but that was never as helpful to me. So what I do in the morning pages is I'm sitting there going, all right, I've got to fill up this page. What I'm going to say now? I don't know what I'm going to say now. Oh, look, I'm stumbling. I have no idea. And I might do that for like half a page where I'm literally just writing gibberish. And then once I've let go of any resistance, guess what happens? The universe, the quantum field, higher power starts to flow through me. And then the stuff, I, like it happened on Friday where something, I was just in the middle of and I was, I had sort of given up on something and not given up in a bad way, but I let go of the resistance of, of the attachment of I must do it. Suddenly in the very last paragraph of the third page, the answer came to me. And I wasn't even looking for it. It was just like this thought just popped in my head. And, and was there. And then I explored it. And I, I mean, I was so grateful for it, but I didn't go into it expecting it. I wasn't like, I'm going to, you know, right here for that purpose. So I think that's that idea of just writing and, and being okay with whatever comes out is so helpful. Yeah. I, um, we're big fans of morning pages around here. Um, love them. And <laughs> it's so funny when my, my therapist was like, you know, we really want you to journal. And I was like, okay, yep. I have a journal. Don't worry. 
And then a week later, I'm like, so, okay, I actually don't know how you journal. Like, what do you do? I need to know the rules. Like, what am I writing about? Do I answer a question? What am I starting with? And she's like, I think you just need to do morning pages. I'm like, oh, I've heard of the book. She's like, don't even read it. Here's what you're going to (laughs) do. You're going to write three pages on legal paper. You're not going to reread them. That's the rule that I want you to follow. And just, and I was like, okay. So I wrote like, oh, I'm really angry in the morning. I didn't know I was angry in the morning. I'm a, I'm a, I thought I was a morning person, right? Talk about identity. But I'm a morning person. I should be happy in the morning. And it's like, who said, who said you can't just be up in the morning and not be happy. <laughs> and like you go through it. But when I did it the first week, the things that came to me around what I was afraid of, around what I was frustrated by. There are things that I couldn't even articulate. And like, as I mentioned in this episode already, but my listeners know I can't read my handwriting. You don't have to. So you could just be in the dark, just like writing. And it's kind of crazy what comes up. So I do, I do love that. I think that's a great idea. I love that's what you do. Okay. What are you Thor excited about right now? What are you working on? What are you cooking up? I am super excited. And this isn't even my stuff, but it's, it's, made a huge difference to me. Mel Robbins has a new book out now called The High Five Habit. And I just started, I picked it up because I'd read her book years ago, The um, Five Second Rule. Mm-hmm. This in the, the High Five Habit, one of the things she has you do is in the morning, you go and look at yourself in the mirror and you give yourself in the mirror a high five. Love it. It's insane. Like it's super simple, but that that idea of being comfortable with that is so valuable. And, and, you know, what she says is we don't look at ourselves like the first thing in the morning, when you see yourself in the mirror, most of us, you know, will be like, Oh, you know, my hair, I don't have enough of it or whatever. You like, look at your face and go, I don't like it. So your first thoughts are, I don't like myself. So she's like, you got to change that energy from the start. So I'm obsessed with giving myself a high five in the mirror without breaking the mirror. Right. And she's on. So BJ Fogg from tiny habits, who is the person who taught the Instagrammers how habits are made, but also the founders. And then also like James clear from atomic habits studied with him. So I got to study with him and it's really cool. And he has this like Maui habit, which is like, as soon as your feet hit the ground, you say today's going to be an amazing day and you go victory or I'm amazing. Or you celebrate in some way. That's how you create the habit. Right. Once you've got the habit in place, you don't have to celebrate anymore. But what she's created is like you look in the mirror and you tell yourself something awesome. And when you high five yourself, there's that dopamine kick. And it literally mm-hmm. that's something you can create a habit in and probably took you probably three days to like make that a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Because the dopamine was there and your brain's like, I want to high five myself more. Um, and what I love about that is like. I, I think you're right. I think too often we see ourselves with so much judgment and then we don't, fo- we don't help ourselves enough, but well, we're willing to put ourselves out there to help others so much. And like you're especially stay at home parents are like, let me give, 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 give. And then eventually you, the person's out of the nest and you, you've been practicing giving so much. You haven't taken for you. So I think that's really, I love that. That's what you're doing right now for you. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned earlier, I want to go a little bit over permission because, um, I think this word is so great and I think it's really key for being it till you see it. Cause you have to actually give yourself permission to be something you're not good at yet. So can you talk a little bit about permission and like what that looks like for you? Yeah, it's for me, it's a series of questions that I explore and sometimes I do it in morning pages. Sometimes I'm just aware of the question it may also be when something comes up, I'll go, I'll apply this question. And so it's 
you start by asking yourself the question, is it okay? And I went, you know, go back to the idea of, is it okay for me to do something greater than being a father? And that was like a really important moment because if I, if the answer to that was no, it's not, then everything I try, like I can go out and be it, but I may not see it because what'll happen is I'll, I'll self-sabotage myself from it happening. So those questions allow me to explore whether or not I truly believe it's okay, whether I'm truly able to give myself permission. You know, I'm, I came up with this idea because th that idea when we're in elementary school and we want to leave the classroom, we have to ask the teacher for a permission slip, right? Yeah. Like, the, the, the leaving the classroom is freedom. And so you have to ask someone else for permission. And I think that's essentially what you're doing now is you're asking yourself, is it okay if I be this thing or do this thing or have this thing? And, and then be willing to uncover that the places where maybe you don't yet believe it. Mm. Ooh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Thor, I mean, you like embody the be it till you see it mottos of messy action and ditching perfection. And, and, uh, I'm just so grateful we have you here. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and find out how we can hear more about your permission slips and what you're up to next. Be it till you see it is brought to you by profitablepilates.com. Profitablepilates.com. Yeah. Cause you know, you should actually make money doing what you love. Yeah. So it's a fitness business coaching platform, uh, that Leslie and I started profitable Pilates and in January, we are doing a seven-day miniature version of our agency coaching program. So the fitness business coaching that you've been following uh, on Instagram at Profitable Pilates, we're doing a tiny seven-day program of it so that you can get a taste of what it is that we're doing. You can meet Leslie if you haven't already. You can meet me, which you probably haven't. Uh, and we're going to answer every single question that you may have. We're going to run through how much money you want to make and how you can actually make that money you know, what to charge your clients, all those kinds of things. It's going to be a whirlwind. So, it is a whirlwind. And also we freaking love it. It'll be our sixth opportunity to do yeah. this program. It is our fourth year of the agency program. Oh my God. We turned four in January and we want to see you in the agency mini. So get on the wait list. Go to profitablepilates.com slash mini. See you there. Okay, Thor, where can everyone follow you, find you, stalk you and get permissions? Could you get, can they, how do they, can they get these permission slips from you? Cause you have some good ones. Absolutely. I would be delighted to share them with your audience. I will put them on a website page and it's my website, which is your turn to fly.com forward slash Leslie. So Perfect. your listeners go there, easy to find, download those. And, and I'd be curious uh, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Thor Chalgren. Let me know how they go for you and how you implement them. Cause I'm always interested in how, you know, like the people that I work with, how are they using those tools and what insights are they discovering? Cause I just, I think that's the part that's amazing about people is when they start to really apply themselves, the, the things that they find are amazing. Uh, um, I, I agree. Like I'm obsessed. We, um, I love when everyone shares their takeaways from the podcast or like even from my classes, like I'll be reading posts and I'm like, wow, you got all that from that. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's like, definitely like I, I like to be stalked and odd. And then I also like when I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. So it is fun. Y'all. I mean, we say it all the time, but screenshot this and tag Thor and be at pot and let us know what those permission slips are able to give you so that we can also just celebrate you. 
Okay. So we ask everyone best advice, best tips for being it till you see it. So bold, executable, intrinsic or targeted steps that people can take right now. So what do you have for us? I'm going to go with executable and it's something everybody has. And it's these two things, okay. a pad and a pen. And here's why I say this. So many times when we think about what we want to be or do, we create in our minds, oh, it's going to be this really complicated thing. Like, I'll do that later when I'm, I've, I got to open up Word or I got to have that document or I got to talk to that person. And so we delay ourselves from taking action. I found ever since I started doing this, and it sounds stupid, but like I would just, if I knew I had to do something, I would just start it on a piece of paper. And the starting of it, the executing of it begins that process. And now suddenly that thing that maybe in your mind was like, it's this big thing that you go, oh, it's gonna, I have to really have time to sit down and do that. No, you just start it, execute it, and you'll find that that's gonna start to change your energy around it. And then I've done that where, I'll be in the middle of something that I thought was only going to be like a minute and half an hour later, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, and so I, a pen and a piece of paper and just execute. I love that because there, that is taking action and action's the antidote to fear. It's also where you get clarity. And so sometimes you're like, oh my God, this is going to take forever. But if you, like you said, just start writing it down, you might realize, oh, you know, this, I can actually, this is 20 minutes later. You're like, okay, I have the framework. I was putting this like that. I'm someone who does. I'm like, oh, it's going to take so much time. And there's this one program that I've been kept putting off, kept putting off. And my coach was like, so look, you are out of excuses on putting this up. I'm like, I know, but it's just going to take so much time. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes to write it out. In five minutes, I had the framework. I had the purpose. I knew the problem it solved. And I was like, and I was like, I had a general idea of how much it was going to cost. And I was like, oh, well, we're ready to go actually. <laughs> so I love that. I think that's such a great, one of the things I love so much is that I don't think I've ever heard the same be it action item from any of our guests and they're, and so, and I love when they're free. So, um, thank you so much, Thor, for just sharing who you are so vulnerably. And also I think, um, the authenticity around it. I don't, I can't imagine there's anyone who's like, no, I don't get that. Like, even if you don't have kids, like, you know what it's like to have an identity shift, you know what it's like to have a loss or to have a sense of purposelessness. And, um, I'm excited for your daughter to graduate. Uh, I feel like, I feel like you're, you're graduating too. (laughs) And, um, and everyone check out Thor Chalgren on Instagram. Definitely hit up the permission slip link. We'll put it in the show notes below. And until next time, be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. 
Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.